This is part two of an interview with Ifosa Gobadia, where Steve Anderson and Ifosa are joined by co-founder of PT Day of Service, Josh D'Angelo. You know, speaking of Josh D'Angelo, look who just came in the studio. Oh, hey guys. Hey. Great to see you guys here. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing great. Join us. Thank you. Yeah, so we're just having a great conversation here, and uh, nice that you could join us. Uh, you know, one of the things we kind of uh, uh, talked about a little bit in the interview that I'd really love to hear from you guys, because this is something that, that uh, I think you guys are too humble to appreciate, so I'm just going to say it, okay? You guys have taken big risks by coming into the profession. You, I know you have school debt. I know you have other financial concerns, yet you've been able to kind of uh, 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 find this path of purpose and, and it's taken, it's, it's a big risk. So if we're talking to other new professionals that may be listening and they haven't quite found their path yet, uh, how do you do that? How did, give us your experience and how, how you did that. Yes, yeah, Steve, I think that's a, a great question. So I can share a little bit about my personal story as well. Um, you know, I was, I was a member of the Student Assembly Board and always looking for other opportunities, ways to enhance my career and flourish in leadership roles and, and in ways that really spoke to me. So the first question I asked myself really is, is what do you believe and what do you want to do? And are you finding that in your current position at your job? And out of school, I started working right away 40 hours a week in an outpatient clinic and learned a lot and had a great time. Uh, but as new opportunities became available, I felt like I needed to devote more time to those. And so I had a very candid conversation with my boss at the time and I said, you know, I'd, I'd really like to uh, explore these opportunities, but I need a little bit more time to do so. I'm thinking about maybe dropping down to 35 or, or 30 hours a week. And uh, Steve, she said, no. She said, either you're here 40 hours a week or you're not here at all. Yeah. And so I said, you know, okay, I, I appreciate that. I want to give the clinic what it needs, but I want you to know that if I'm not going to be able to do that, I may start looking around and exploring different opportunities. And she said, that's okay. Just keep me updated. And it was, I think sometimes we're scared to be that honest with our yeah. employers, but we need to be able to talk to them about our needs and wants and desires. And then I ended up in a clinic where I was working 30 hours a week and had that ability to explore and develop new opportunities. And so I think it's, it starts with being honest with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. And, and, but again, being willing to take the risk because by having that conversation, that boss could say, you know, no. As a matter of fact, we got somebody else that uh, wants to work longer and harder than you are. So uh, why don't Friday be your last day? So that's a risk, right? <laughs> and so then, so then it's kind of like, okay, now I've, I've, I've taken the risk, but now uh, uh, do you have to have a plan B or, or are you confident enough that you can just uh, resurface okay if that, if that were to happen? Yeah, well, I think talk a little bit about the fear of failure, about failure. I think some of our conversations, uh, my conversations with close mentors and friends like Hifosa has really shed a lot of light on, into it. And so yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, I'm influenced with this, what Josh referenced, the fear of failure by Tim Ferriss. He goes, once you decide what you want to do, the direction you want to go in, uh, first visualize what is the worst that things could look like. What is quote unquote absolutely absolute failure looks look like? And if the after that visualization, you can say to yourself, you'll still be, be alive. The, your yeah. loved ones will still love you. Yeah. You know, you can still get a job in another place. You might have to move in with mom yeah. and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your loved ones will still love you. Uh, you'll still be able to get a job. Uh, if you can say those things and nothing is too drastic, that's your answer right there. And then the next other end of the spectrum, uh, if I pursue this path. Uh, what do things look like at its best? And then that becomes your real anchor and drive. And with, with uh, Josh's uh, experience and story, that could have went the other way with that first person. So just, there's risk involved, but even just asking, I talked about Mission Works earlier, um, 
I said, guys, let's start a program. And they said yes. And I was able to shift my hours to 30, to 10 hours administrative work, et cetera, et cetera. We talked about a PT day of service and, uh, and the movement moved together. It's just the idea of building and believing a path that is possible. Yeah, so go ahead. I would say let's even take that example one step further. You know, if, if she said no, my manager, and you're fired right now, <laughs> I would have asked myself the question, do I really want to be working for this person in the first place anyways? Right. And the honest answer is no. And yeah. so that ultimate failure, the very worst case scenario to me is okay. I can go out and I can find another job, you know, especially in the environment now where a lot of people are hiring, I can find my own way. And Steve, we talk about sometimes if I need more hours and things don't go so well, I don't care. I'll work at the sandwich shop next door to make this work. You know, I'll work 30 hours cook, there. You know? cook often, so I don't cook well either, so I may not last long there. But I'll, find, I'll go bag groceries if that's what it's going to yeah. take. If something's in my heart and I believe in it, you've got to find a way to make See, it work. And, and that's the key, I think, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, I can say without uh, without um, a pause that I have a lot more experience than you guys. So in my experience, what you're talking about is a great ability to have a long-term vision of what you want. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think a lot of people can't think past the end of the, the month and the end of the year. And because of that, it restricts their ability to, to do the things they want to do. So what you're saying is, you know, this is what I want. This is my long-term vision, my long-term goal. And if I have to make sandwiches for a while to get there, okay, I can do that. You know, it, it's, not, it's not the end of the world type of thing. And that's where I think the gap is. That's where I think people struggle with, you know. So, um, yeah. so kudos to you guys. And, and I think it's so important to acknowledge, too, we're, we're in such a fortunate position where we have the ability to do that, you know. And we're well-educated, and a lot of people right. want to work with us. And I think that's true for many people in the physical therapy profession. And uh, it's hard for PTs to kind of have that awareness, have that sense of self and power because we're such giving people, you know, and we don't want to upset anyone. We want to please. And so having that mindset can, can help us to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's just real intriguing to me to think of, um, again, another thing that I've experienced in my career is that I read a lot of biographies and talk to a lot of other CEOs and a lot of people. And the common thing that I see is that once they define what that purpose is, once they define what it really is they want, then it's the never say die. I mean, again, we can give all examples. We were talking about Nike, we're talking about Tesla, we're talking about these companies, Amazon. You know, my, my claim to fame is Amazon, Seattle City. My claim to fame is I, I believe in the concept so right from the get-go that my password was only uh, six figures long. You know, I mean, that's how early I got into Amazon, right? So, of course, I wasn't smart enough to buy stock. But the point is, is that everyone said those, those companies would never work. They can't make it. They almost went bankrupt how many times? But, but their CEOs and their vision was just never say die. And so I, I hear that from you guys. I mean, uh, move together is, is never say die, right? Yeah, and I think it starts with believing in your vision, you know, like yeah. really taking the time to develop a vision and a mission and really believe in it. And then once you have that visceral connection to it, believe in it and believe in yourself and work as hard as you can to fulfill it with people who you believe you can fulfill it with. And if you look at someone like Elon Musk, you mentioned Tesla, SpaceX, his, his vision is to save humanity. And he <laughs> genuinely believes that he is going to do it through his And you guys, I think you got to do things for the right reasons. And so let's look at private practice physical therapy. 
you know, I, I think people, a lot of people go into private practice for the wrong reasons. So if you're going into private practice because you want to make money or because you want to be your own boss or because you want to control everything, I don't think that's the right reason. Mm -hmm. You want to go into private practice because you can identify something in a community that you can, you think that you can do better than anyone else and it's going to help and change that community. That's, that's the people that are successful. I mean, look, look at, again, we're talking about big names here, but um, we talk about, you know, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, you know, they didn't do anything to make money. They didn't do that to make money. They didn't do it because they wanted to be their own boss. They did it because they simply wanted to change the world. Mm -hmm. and, and so those are the kind of things I think we have to identify our purpose, but, but you have to be the right reasons to do things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we, we talk a lot about business. We read a lot about business and, and we toy around with different ideas and models of care. And if you look at any business where it starts is with a pain point, with a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And you can try your problem of I'm not making enough money, but I don't think that's a big problem society is facing. But when you have a specific problem that society is facing or the profession is face, facing that you want to fix, and you don't see any other solutions that are out there or anything that you want to be a part of, then you have a firm grasp on something that may be a successful business model, right? Yeah, okay, so let's get down to the brass tacks here. So let's say there's some young professionals that are in the physical therapy world right now watching this uh, interview. What advice would you give to them if they don't feel like they found their purpose, if they don't feel like they found their place in the physical therapy world? What's your advice to them? Like, you want to go first? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, uh, we started to talk about it earlier. You know, take the time to know thyself and to develop that purpose. A, a bit to what Steve was saying. And make it intrinsic. Don't let it be extrinsically motivated by money or funds of being your boss. What will move you and what, no matter how things fluctuate from week to week, you'll feel motivated by to be consistent on. And I think that's just the most important thing. And then to start visualizing what it looks like. And then also, not enough PTs believe this, especially students. I spend time talking to students and new professionals. Believe that you deserve that best life. You know, this life is, this is not practice. You're on Broadway right now. You know, go for it. Live that best life. Believe that you deserve it and then work hard. You know, especially when you dream big and you really pursue your dreams, is not going to be easy. You know, uh, we use the word risk. There's going to be some risk. There's going to be some work. But once you pass through that threshold, um, it, it, it becomes pretty sweet. And I guess lastly, surround yourself by great people and really go for it. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, it's, it started with that, believing in myself, believing in the idea that I deserve to be happy in my job, you know. And then once I figured out that I do believe that and I want to be happy, figuring out what makes me happy, what makes me, what really fires me up, what I get so passionate about. And for me, it wasn't either I have a job or I don't. It was a stepwise process of getting there, you know. It's all about the journey. So I went from 40 hours down to 30 hours. Now I'm at 24 hours all the while trying to make those passion projects something that I'm doing full time. But, but let, me, let me get to this, because I think people get hung up Dive on deeper. this too. <laughs> well, what, what they get hung up on is, oh my gosh, but I, but I, have, um, you know, I have my personal life that, that I need to spend time doing or whatever. But what you said earlier in the podcast, which I liked, was, was you said, okay, let's look at your 24 hours and then your move together and then the other thing that you're doing, uh, going into people's homes or whatever, you add all those hours up. Mm -hmm. My guess is it's more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. So the point is, is that when you started working on PT Day of Service, you were putting a lot of time and effort into it. Mm -hmm. And if you label that as work, you're working longer than you probably were before. Mm -hmm. But because it's doing what you're doing and it's so purposeful, it doesn't feel like work, 
And, and you're, you know, so you, you shouldn't get hung up on the hours it takes to do something, I guess is my point. Yeah, and, and I never was a big believer. I don't know if I really saw that whole concept of work shouldn't feel like work until I felt it myself. You know, Ifosa and I were with Keaton Ray just uh, last weekend, and we're sitting at a coffee shop talking about some ideas we could bat around. And I said to myself, I could do this until 3 a.m. You know, yeah. this is something that I love. So maybe this is a potential route we could go, you know? And, and when you start to identify those things, open your eyes to them, see them and feel them, then you'll know you're in the right space. Yeah, and then you talk to a lot of people that, that do kind of have it wired in right. and. And you know they think you know God I can't believe I get paid to do this exactly. you know so exactly. it's like so finding that uh, and and not getting hung up with I mean because I guess the point I'm trying to make is that no one gets to where they are by not working hard you got to work hard and you got to put in the time and you got to do the things it takes to get there um, and and does that put you out of balance sometimes absolutely because I feel like. You know, and I've said this before, I don't look at work-life balance as work and then the rest of my life because as soon as I do that, I have a wall between the two and I clash all the time. I have a life. So sometimes if I look at it, I go in ebbs and flows. And sometimes what I might label as work, it's out of balance. I know that. But sometimes what I'm doing personally, it's out of balance in a good way too. So it ebbs and flows. And I think that if we just don't get hung up on you know, this is work and this is, and they have to be separate. Um, I, I think if you're doing what you love and, and you're doing what you're passionate about, you can't tell the difference, yeah. right? Exactly. And I mean, know. do you and feel you like what you're doing is work? It's, it's play, you know, <laughs> to that end early, play as much as you can every day. And to your point uh, of working hard, you, you're not going to stumble into your path. You know, you may yeah. s maybe fall into it and hang out there for a couple of days or weeks or months, but to stay on it, you're going to have to work hard and be persistent. I sometimes use this analogy. If you were to drop somebody on Mount Everest, at the top of Mount Everest, that person would not know what to do with themselves. They don't know how to climb down. They won't know how to stay atop. They won't be able to do the breathing. They've trained and they did the trek up. You know, they've earned it. They've been looking at the vantage point on the way up. They've been looking at the vantage point on the way down. And once they get to the top, they can handle it. They could stroll back down. They could do whatever. Whatever. The key is the journey, and it's all yes. about the journey. So have that visual, have that purpose, have that path, and enjoy the ride. But have, have big goals, but have realistic expectations. Yes. Because what you're doing now, you didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, I'm going to do this. I mean, you got 10... 15 years of preparing and doing things to get to where you are. And I think some people look at that and say, well, that's what I want to do. Well, you know, how did I get there? There's a lot of steps. And, and so you have to have realistic expectations. You can't just, as you say, plop down and have, woohoo, this is the greatest <laughs> job in the world, you know? Yeah, you had, you had to dig a few ditches, I would think. But you have signs along the way too, right? So you have signs. When Ephos and I sit down to talk about move together, it's fun. I'm enjoying it, you know, and they, there may be small parts or small bumps along the way that you don't fully enjoy, but it's a learning process and it what, makes what that angle worth it. <laughs> the emails or something? No, it's more the, the legal aspects yeah. of it, right? I'm, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an accountant. Some of those are challenges, but they're fun to learn about and you yeah. remember why you're doing it. And so you ask yourself along the way, am I still having fun with what I'm doing? Right. And that's a sign that you're progressing towards So do you guys life. worry about the finances of move together? 
No, because we believe in what we're doing and we have a plan, you know, so to, uh, we, we love everybody watching to see how they can participate. Uh, we have a vision, we have a goal for our operational organization. We want to partner with as many organizations as possible and where it makes sense to partnership, partner with. And, uh, and those interdocs will include communication, some finances, projects together. And with that paradigm, that would really help us grow our bandwidth. And then we do also do micro fund, fundraising and our micro fundraising really goes towards, uh, towards our projects specifically and things of that nature. So we have a place where as individuals and staff and for other staff, we see it be sustainable and growing. And as an organization, obviously, which is intertwined, we see it being uh, sustainable and thriving, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's faith and belief. Well, in it's what the we're epitome doing. Of, yeah. of the half full because so you guys are saying you're not losing sleep over, over whether you can make it through the end of the month. You just have confidence that what you have in line and what you're doing is going to is going to work and you're going to go forward. Yeah, we want more people to play with us. So if you're listening with us, you had a thought. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say the same. I mean, uh, and we look to the person to the left of us, we look to the person to the right of us, and we see people that are super, super talented and motivating and that we enjoy working with. You know, we, we met a woman in, in Guatemala who uh, moved out to London, and she contacted us, and she said, I want to do a Move Together fundraiser. I want to do a Move Together pub crawl. Where we move from <laughs> pub to pub in London. And so when you see people like that who have such great dedication and such great inspiration to develop these new projects, it's hard to lose faith, you know. Yeah. And, and when times get tough, we can look back upon that and say how amazing it was and say, let's see if we can encourage other people to do this. A, la a last thought to throw in there, Steve. Uh, uh, this quote that I love is by Victor Hugo, and is that, is that there's nothing like an idea whose time has come. Yeah. There's nothing like an idea whose time has come, and, uh, and you can say that about different projects through this portal of Move Together. We really believe in the mission, and again, the vision. It, it, it's lofty, but I could palpate it. We could palpate where we're going, the pursuit, a clinic in every community that needs one, and a community in every clinic. And I think for anything good, uh, in this world, in your heart, that's the universe way of telling you that it's uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of skill, uh, in my opinion, to see when the time is right. And, and you guys have obviously done that. It's it's it's, it's on a freight train. It's awesome. So as we uh, wind down here, we usually end our uh, profiles and leadership interviews with uh, pearls of wisdom. So I'm going to ask each of you to give our viewers a pearl of wisdom as we leave here today. You're first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're first. You know, Steve, it's, it's, it's been a delight to, um, to be able to be interviewed by you and to have these conversations with you. And we were joking earlier, we could do this for three hours, you know. And so we, we thank the viewers for, for helping to make this possible and thank you. I think, I think one pearl that I would love to, to leave folks with is to, and you say this in a different way, but to really have and live life with intention, right? Figure out what you believe and go out and get it. You know, a lot of times people ask, uh, how did you and, you and Ifosa meet? How did you start working together? And it all started at a conference when I heard Ifosa speak. And he was saying things that morally and ethically and value-wise really aligned with what I believed. And so I went up to him and I, afterwards and I said, you know, I really loved what you said and uh, laid the foundation for some of the work that we did together in the future. And so it's, it's surrounding yourself with great people, but I always had the intention of working with or for someone that I really believed in. So have intention in what you figure out, what you want, go out and get it. And you took the risk and, and, and stepped forward and made that contact. You reached out. Exactly. You didn't wait for Ufosa to come up to you. Like, exactly. Hey, look at me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Take life by the horns and go out and get what you want. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, first of all, it's been 
So much fun hanging with you, Steve. So thanks for having us. Well, I'll have to bring the trombone and have you get the guitar at some point. Let's jam out. But uh, great sharing that, Jess. Thank you. I'll go a little more maybe philosophical with mine uh, since we talk about some different things. Uh, I was at a museum recently, and it was a fern bank in, in Atlanta, and there were you know, dinosaurs and, and prehistoric and things of that nature. And they have this diagram that showed the spectrum of time to the Big Bang Theory. I think it was 14 or 15 billion years ago. You know, and then many billion years later, you had the dinosaurs who were, were around for 160 million years, right? You, then you kind of bring it granular to us, yeah. you know, at 10, 15,000 years from these us in different forms. It, it, uh, it puts things in perspective in the, in the spectrum of time. And you think about space, you know, our Earth relative to our galaxy, our solar system, Orion's belt, and the whole nine, and, and the, sort of the idea of space and time, us individually, relatively speaking, we're insignificant. Exactly. You know, yeah, but, don't but, think about that. <laughs> but, but what is significant are the moments of love and courage and adventure and, and doing the things that are really in your heart and doing it with people. So, and that's magical and that transcends the sort of the graph, the XY graph that I just mentioned. Yeah. And if you think about that often and you think about that daily and then you say, best case scenario, I have 80 or 100 healthy, happy years. How do I wanna just maximize it each and every day? What does that look like? So that's when I say, live with intention, uh, wake up uh, pursuing your, knowing your purpose and pursuing your purpose, whether in your PT, medicine, acting, it's a paradigm of how you should think about living life. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, thanks to viewing uh, another Profiles in Leadership interview, and thanks to VGM Advantage for sponsoring this. And if you want to see our whole library of podcasts and videos, uh, go to uh, the VGM Advantage website and uh, check them out. And gentlemen, it's been really great talking to you. Thanks so much. Thank you so Pleasure. much. Thanks so much, Steve. Yeah.